Yeah, if I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm not going to find my glasses. That's the problem that I have. So. That's why you have me wearing my glasses constantly. Because if go. I take my glasses off, I can't function as a normal <laughs> human being. Hello, everyone. Greetings. <laughs> Welcome to the home of professional podcasting. Let's take a podcast poll. Who wears glasses? <laughs> and loses them. And who loses them. Because you don't, that's your problem. You don't wear them all the time. Right. There's a metaphor there. There is. Somewhere. I'm sure that there is. I'm sure you'll work it in somehow to what we're about to do. I don't know how I would possibly if anybody, work in something. If anybody can do it. Something about not being able to see clearly until something adjusts your vision to be able to see reality rightly. I'm glad I set that up so, for you. So, are we gonna I, I don't know how I would make that Are connection. we going to sing I can see clearly now the rain is gone this, this week? It's bright, bright, bright. Sunshiny day. There are three brights in there. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually. It's not. It's, it's kind of cloudy. It's February in Michigan. Yesterday was. Yesterday pretty, was a bright, bright, pretty astonishingly bright. bright. Uh, even though people hearing this probably are hearing it on Friday, True. so I don't know what Thursday is, but <laughs> today <laughs> when we're recording it on Tuesday, Monday. Time is but a concept. Yeah, that's right. Does anybody really know what time it is? Wow, lots of oldies. Does anybody there. really care? <clears throat> should we read Acts? Yeah, we're going to do something acts? about Acts. So, <coughs> excuse me while I choke to death in the middle of a podcast. Excuse um, me while I kiss the sky. Nicely played. <laughs> we're going so far back with all of these. Uh, anyway, we, we've been moving through Acts, and now we're in chapter 3. And so what has happened in chapter 2 is that uh, the Holy Spirit has come, the church is born, people are converted, uh, the, the, the church is living uh, the overflow of this joyous, spirit-driven experience. They're good. seeing the fruit of the Spirit right. come up in them. And uh, In fact, when we did our last podcast, we talked about how do you know, how do you see the signs of the Holy Spirit if it's not all this... Uh, miraculous stuff. Right. We looked at Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and the fruit of the Spirit. Well, what we see at the end of Acts 2, verses 42 to 47, is the description of a church manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. When, when you are filled with love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, I think I got nine and of them. And a partridge and a pear tree. You know, when you have these things coming out in your life, it looks a lot like being... Uh, devoted to the disciple, to the apostles' teaching and, and meeting together and, and breaking bread together, including the Lord's Supper and doing all of these things, that that description of what's happening in the church, the fact that they no longer care about who owns what, they just want to take care of people. They want to take care of people's needs. Not it's not the socialist con- communist thing where the government is taking it. It's we genuinely from from this sort of an organic love in ourselves. We see somebody in need and we don't care as much about our personal possessions as we do about taking care of that that person Mm -hmm. because the fruit of the Spirit in us impels us rather than some external force compelling us. So we're moved forward by the Spirit. Now, in Acts 3, that time is moving on. And we see, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. Pause. The the typical Jewish pattern of prayer would, would be that you would have these uh, three times a day stop and, and pray. Uh, so they're going to the temple to be a part of the prayer service. It's a daily thing. We might think of that, we might associate that today with Islam. We see the, the seven <coughs> the seven prayers, or I think it's seven, uh, as you face toward Mecca and you, you pray. Well, uh, 
the Jewish community would, had something very similar to that. We saw uh, Daniel in the book of Daniel. It was his habit to pray. And he prayed in front of his window on his knees at 3 o'clock facing Jerusalem. So we see these same kinds of things. They're doing this just like they did before. It's not like this is a break from Judaism. It is the completion, the fulfillment of Judaism. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. So everything that the Old Testament was teaching, everything that they that they were learning and practicing, uh, barring certain things that, that human religion begins to distort, but at everything that we see coming from the Scripture and, and developing is pointing toward Christ. Christ has now come, and the fulfillment of that is present here in the book of Acts. They're living out, continuing in their Jewish practice, excuse me, in in much of their Jewish practice. In in fact, some of that will create conflict later on as as they are not seeing the connection yet. They will. But as they're moving through this, they're at the temple to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. Verse 2, as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. I, I keep wanting to say things in the NIV because I'm used to reading it that way, and so it's throwing me off in the New Living, which is kind of awesome. Keep going on your toes. When, when, yeah, it is. I mean, wow, it's I really... really I said toes. Like I was... <laughs> keep going on your toes, eh? <laughs> so anyway, uh, it, it is good sometimes for us to kind of shake things up, to, yeah. to, to break away from the familiarity right. so that it, it can hit our minds freshly. Uh, when he saw Peter in verse 3 uh, and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently. Peter said, look at us. Uh, the lame man looked at them eagerly, expect, there's a lot of looking happening in this verse, uh, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this miraculous thing happens. All the people see this man. They, they know who he is. He's there begging every day. He's been lame from birth, and they come and do this. Well, as <laughs> as is the typical pattern here, it's not about them. It's not about the healing of the man. What they're doing is showing the compassion of Christ, exactly like Jesus did through the Gospels, showing the compassion of Christ to this individual in a way that is specifically designed to affirm their message, to affirm that what they are preaching here is from God. We don't have the New Testament scriptures written yet, so it hasn't been canonized as the Bible where they're still living it. They have the Old Testament, so they need something from God to affirm that what they are teaching is not breaking from the Old Testament, but continuing in it, that it's fulfilling what God is doing in this new covenant. So that's why we see in Acts miracles that we don't see even later in the early church. There, Not that there uh, aren't plenty of claims of miracles, but what we don't see the normative practice that we see early on because here it's necessary. If you if you watch later on, there the the miracles kind of um, they, they they wax here and wane a little bit later on, where there are still miraculous things in pockets, but it's not the the same uh, frequency that we're seeing in the early things because the message is now out there. And, and as we're right. preaching this, and it's already been affirmed, the changed lives have the impact that the miracles have in these early early phases. And I don't want to overstate that. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like there's no 
miracles taking place in the book of Acts. That's there not the case There can be miracles, if there. you believe. <clears throat> uh, as we're working through this, Peter then makes this opportunity, uh, takes this opportunity to preach the gospel because that's what we see over and over. We have the miracle so that we can preach the gospel. They get arrested so that they can preach the gospel. They get persecuted so that they can preach the gospel. That's the constant message here. Every bad thing that happens, every good thing that happens, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. It's not about how I feel. It's not about what happens to me. It's only about Christ. We want to give the glory to God, and we want to save people from this wicked and corrupt generation. They're dying. They're going to hell. We have the answer that can keep them from that, so we're not going to stop. That's what happens here. <clears throat> Peter and John uh, preach the gospel in the temple in, in because of this, and then uh, they end up having an encounter with uh, with the leadership that uh, doesn't go so well. But it's a great opportunity for them again to preach the gospel, and that's the focus of all what's coming up. All right, so we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, so be sure to. Tune in either on our live stream on uh, Sunday morning or you can catch the sermon here on the podcast after that. Thank you guys for listening.